Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's delayed version of the Flash Flashcast. It was delayed because unlike the folks on the show, we don't have access to a Cisco who can build us all sorts of communications technology. And also I, Lisa Schmeiser, who's here every week, was trapped in the McCormick Place in Chicago for five days straight listening to talks about Office 365. Um, I know Ooh. you all wish you had been there. Yeah, the best thing ever. With me as always are Phil Moslak and Tony Sindelar. And we are here to get the party started on what is probably one of my top five episodes for the season easily yes um tony how about you and not just for the gorilla aspects that was the really surprising thing i came for the gorilla i walked away with so much more so yes that's that's how they get me in in the door um but Mm -hmm. i I did not leave empty-handed so it was good the gorilla gets you in the door yeah you know but um you know what i uh, let me see if the world web actually has a timer because I believe it's my week to do the 60-second recap, or is it 45 so. seconds? I think we've no, even been saying well, no. as low as 30. So Okay, yeah. now, okay, so. I do need to say, if we listen to the Arrowcast, we got kind of outdid, sort of. It got, uh-huh. I, did, I did listen to that part. Yeah, Guy English did do it in four words. Oh, the Arrow? Our episode, he did in four words? No, the Arrow. Oh, well, come on. I mean, it's, it's, that one's not hard to do in four words. It's, it's also, you know, you gotta, you gotta get the whole picture. It's not just about brevity. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know. No, it's, it's, you have to, they have to be the right four words. But it's I like, think what if I can the do, flash teaches us anything, you gotta be mm-hmm. fast, but you gotta be fast in the right ways. Oh. Exactly. All right. So, um, I think what I'm going to do, does anyone have a timer they can use? Uh, this is a solvable problem. Yeah, I can. Yes. All right. You tell me when to go, and I will see if I can keep this under 45 seconds. Okay. Three, right. two, one. This is the Iris episode we didn't realize we were waiting for as she puts it all together this week and dishes out a ration of grief to everybody who's kept her in the dark. It is awesome, and I feel like we had a tremendous payoff. Also, in the A-plot, there's a gorilla. The gorilla has been using General Eiler as his, as his puppet for grabbing gold. That's really just, um, again, it's a gorilla. And the whole point of the gorilla is so that the team can try to take him down by themselves, that Dr. Wells, Eubard Thawne, which they managed to do. Speaking of Thawne, two disturbing discoveries this week. One, he's got a great bond with Grodd, where Grodd actually calls him father. And it's suggested that Grodd is working for Eubard Thawne in some capacity. Two, Eubard Thawne and Eddie Thawne spend all week kind of... Um, bantering with one another in a really hostile capacity and i would not get too attached to eddie at this point that sweet dumb golden retriever of a detective because um they're setting him up to do something dumb or have something dumb done to him in the finale also um there we go (laughs) i think i did it that was pretty much it hit all the high notes i think yeah i hit all the yeah this was because again this this was the iris episode i didn't realize we had all been waiting for Mm -hmm. and my hope is that after this episode aired, all of the writers like sent each other texts in 24 point type, all caps, all suck it America or what, you know, or, or suck it Iris haters. Cause this episode did a great job. Um, Moving into the dilated Iris, Iris sequence, this episode did a great job of explaining why all these people would have liked Iris to begin with. Cause she was persistent. She, she brokered no BS. She was absolutely in the right when she made her arguments. She showed up. She showed that she was smart and loyal and in her own way, just as principled as Barry. And um, this episode also allowed Barry to hit a series of emotional high notes as well. Um, I actually think that one of my favorite scenes is um, when they're at quote unquote their spot and they have this conversation about um, 
how, and she's like, you know, if you had just been up front with me because you were my best friend, if you had been up front with me, a lot of stuff could have been prevented. And, um, Barry's like, so does that mean, you know, you and Eddie and Iris is like, look, my feelings are my feelings. I'll deal with them later. But right now he's missing and I love him and let's focus on that. And Barry says, you're right. That's totally what I'm going to do. And it's both of those characters, instead of giving into their, oh, at last there's something going on here business or, oh, at last I can take advantage of you because your boyfriend's been kidnapped by a madman. Both of them like put their own self-interest aside because they're concerned about Eddie. And I thought, okay, they're, they're worth each other. They finally, they, you finally get why they really, really, really respect and value each other. High point of their relationship for me. She was also given a monologue right in the beginning, which was yeah. pretty strong. I mean, it was just out of out of out of character. Um, I, probably one of my least favorite things about the episode is, for some reason, uh, the eye makeup and mascara are getting put on Thawne quite heavy. <laughs> oh, Caitlin too. She looked like a manga character this time out. Oof. Because Caitlin looked like, you know, she she basically walked around the entire episode looking like one of Dr. Krieger's holograms. All, yeah. Oh, science! Yeah. <laughs> I walk in the heels! It was just, you know. Um, that said, she did have her moment, too. Because uh, when, when, you know, she and Iris try to, con- she and Iris established a connection. And then at the very end, when they're like, we did it, the three of us. She's like, no, actually, it was four of us. You know, Iris is part of our team, too. Yep. And that's the thing I like about Caitlin. Is she does a good job of spreading credit around. And but you're ca- right. The makeup was not on point no. this week. That kind of works in a nice way, right? Now that the, the team loses Wells but gains Iris, right? And that, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that... Hopefully they can do a lot more with her as a character at the at this point. God, I hope so. Now that she's Yeah. <laughs> well, I also like she's like so so my dad knew, so Eddie knew, so Caitlin knew, so Cisco knew, so Wells knew. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Disappointed. All right, so Tony, what what did you think of the gorilla? Grodd fully. Uh, I thought the gorilla was pretty good. You know, they use him sparingly, and the the CGI I thought was reasonably good for TV CGI. Um, mm-hmm. I like. I mean, we have we, we we you know gorilla Grodd is historically usually has some kind of telepathy power, and so he does a lot of speaking inside people's heads, and I thought that worked really well because a talking gorilla is going to look weird, right? And you can get away with that in a cartoon, but mm-hmm. it, I feel like probably that would have been tougher to pull off with CGI. Um, so I thought that worked pretty well. I have some questions kind of, about kind of what the extent of his abilities and intellect are and, and what he's up to. Uh, I don't totally get his plan. Why? I mean, so we see him using uh, General Ealing to attempt to, to knock over basically two gold transfers. And I think they mentioned in the early scene that he had already hit successfully hit two gold shipments before. It's like, how much gold are they pushing around Central City? The gold was kind of a shaggy dog thing where it was like, oh, gold is what people care about. So clearly this, whereas mm. the whole point all along was if you distract Cisco and Caitlin and Barry, where they don't have time to go after you, Barthon, mm-hmm. then he can set up the thing where we see, which is in the final scene, where he basically lets himself back into the reactor. Mm-hmm. And is, is, all, is that where he home. is or is yeah. he in a, another place? Because I thought, I, well, could he be using the gold for this obviously slingshot? To the future, mm-hmm. I I thought it was in the reactor, but I, I it was a little unclear to me. Uh, it seemed like some kind of reactory place, and so and maybe the idea was that he even you know is he not because he just pops out of that hatch and he's mm-hmm. in that what I think is the reactor, right? So is he not even that far from Team Flash? He's just hanging out in their basement, basically. 
That's kind of creepy. He might have been. Well, that makes sense, though, because if they're going to scour the city for somebody, look in the last place they'd think to find you. And in this case, if it's, well, it's right below the reactor, which he built and knows in and out. And um, we we still don't know if he has Gideon on his side or not. Mm -hmm. So do you think he built the reactor as his slingshot or it was initially it did one thing, which created metahumans? But then mm-hmm. it had an, this whole other purpose. I think it was a two for one. Mm-hmm. I mean, he mentions offhandedly in this episode that he's considered a genius for his time, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, which um, you know, unreliable source, but yeah, yeah, it's unreliable <laughs> source. But you, but you have somebody who's got like the the face sucking technology yeah. and all that just off the top of his head. I don't have can... a more legitimate twenty fifth century source to go with. So, yeah, exactly. you know, it's, hard, it's hard to cross check. <laughs> yeah, set your sort wiki, the Wikipedia from the twenty fifth. Oh God, can you imagine Wikipedia in the twenty fifth century? Um, but he he seems he's got this eidetic recall of history. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I want to challenge you: Can anybody? Think back to 400 years ago. Go, oh yes, that was the preeminent person of the time in this field, in that field, in that field, and this is what the city was laid out like. Mm-hmm. No, this guy's got it going on, mm-hmm. and um, though, and you know, he still has, and he still had time to stock various yeah. science fairs. And you know, he is. I mean, there could, there is kind of this idea that like the Reverse Flash is obsessed with the Flash, right? So he it, is, it may yeah. be that he's he's journeyed to this time a bunch, and like he's obsessed with the Flash and knows he knows about where the Flash grew up, and he knows about that city, and he knows about that era and he may not know anything about you know the 24th and 23rd century but he knows you know he knows the flash's time super fanboy level um so can the speed force be contained into a container because that's what i'm assuming that device that he has is some sort of um you know like in a a speed force injector well because there was he he had the thing that he stole from the other labs uh, which was called like a tachyon thing, and it was worn like with buckles over his chest, right? Like that was doing something with harnessing speed force or being a speed force battery, right? So I I don't know I don't know if the the little glowy thing that he plugged into the port on the wall that didn't exist until he tapped on it. I don't know if we find out that means anything or if that's just the explanation for this is what Doctor Wells was doing for a week. Well, so other stuff had to ha- keep moving forward. Well, he's the, but he has that one scene where he like gets all weird and vibrating, goes red in the eyes with uh, Eddie too, and I guess that's supposed to imply that he's he's either getting, either he has a handle on the flash powers or he really does not have a handle and it's yeah. tied to his emotions. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean we don't really get any Doctor Wells scenes here. It's all reverse. Eobard Thawne. Eobard Thawne, and he is yeah. he. I mean it's it's a weird because I you know it's still unclear to me like. What exactly is his relationship with Eddie? Because he's obviously kidnapped him and is like, I'm not going to feed you. And he is acting pretty villainous, you know, psychopath level stuff going on there, right? And it's, mm-hmm. you know, and he he's really taunting Eddie and he yells at him when Eddie is talking. And, you yeah. know, I don't know if, I, I, again, there was that idea. I think, I feel like we've mentioned it before. Like, is Eddie, you know, we've also talked about maybe Eddie is going to be the the sacrifice this, this season. Uh, or is he being groomed to be some kind of villain right i mean especially the like throwing in his face that like you know you're not going to get the girl you're not going to get the girl and you don't amount to anything in a long line of a family that's 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 villain origin story there right that was really mean and unnecessary i thought your your cop career is not going anywhere would you, would you like a, to consider yeah. alternate careers in villainy? You know? <laughs> we have benefits. Benefits include friendship with a gorilla that can read your mind. 
<laughs> well, I but, thought even mm-hmm. the opening when the the whole gold exchange was going down, mm-hmm. and we had no idea um, it was uh, what's his face. I thought that General was going to be like, Gorilla Grodd. Under yeah. the, I thought he was going to pull off the mask, and we were going to see a gorilla. That might have been dumb, but like <laughs> that—that's what I want. I am disappointed when everything is not a gorilla. That's just how I, I live my life. <laughs> So. <laughs> You're living your life into a, in a, in a pro gorilla platform. Yeah. I thought Clancy Brent did a phenomenal job as Eiling this this episode, yeah. and I like that they chose to make Grodd's voice Clancy Brown's voice because it's mm-hmm. also a nice shout that shout out to the uh, old uh, JLA cartoons too. Mm-hmm. But um, at the very did, end, did he do it then as well? Yes, nice. Okay. But at the very end of the episode, where he's like, "Look, I've known you're the Flash for months, and I haven't moved on you." So obviously, you know. Ugh. Which is nice because it suggests that other people who are not named Iris who have blogs have been quietly putting things together. And then he's like, look, we have a mutual enemy. And I like that this guy is both paranoid and pragmatic. Um, it, I know that one of the things we like a lot about the Flash universe as opposed to the Arrow universe is that in the Flash universe, um, it's generally more lighthearted and people have very high ideals and there's not a whole lot of acting from a place of desperation. It's, it's just, you know, people do the right thing because they have, they have sterling characters that they've dug deep down to find, you know, Cisco has and Caitlin has and Barry every week is just this moral exemplar. But I like that you have someone like Eiling because it helps the flash verse make sense within the context of the larger DC universe on TV, which does include people like Amanda Waller and Argus and, and places where there's, a lot, where there's a lot of moral gray area. And I think it's good for Barry and the other people to be challenged by a moral gray area because mm-hmm. it forces them to examine their actions too. I have to say, I think there were, there, I, there's a lot about this episode. I didn't like, or I, I like, there are two little things that, that kind of got to me. And that one scene where they let him go was one of the ones that kind of got to me because it again, <laughs> kind of reinforced the ridiculousness of the metahuman prison. And I'm kind of okay with it as long as they like, don't talk about it a lot. But yeah. literally, they're like, we know you are a villain, but you yeah. aren't a metahuman, so we're going to let you go. We're not going to turn you over to the cops. We're not going to do anything. We're going to let yeah. you go. And in the same thing, I'm going to remind you, not all metahumans are bad. In fact, I've got a couple nice ones locked in this jail I just let you out of. And it kind of <laughs> felt more like they need him to be running around so he can do something in the next couple episodes, and they had kind of written themselves right. into the corner. I didn't like right. that. I also, the other one thing I didn't like was the transporting gold in the ice cream truck. Like with that, the kids, and the yeah, thing. like that was just like I felt like that was not necessary and was just kind yeah. of ridiculous. Um, I would have rather they had kept in the scene that yeah. had the whole, you know, this is Caitlin bringing food to all the prisoners. Yeah, because it, you know, number one, I like that they finally like address everyone's questions, like how are you feeding these people? Herfter, herfter, bathroom. Um, and the other thing is, I would have liked to have seen more about how Caitlin has what kind of defenses or mechanisms mm-hmm. she's developed to deal with the fact that every day she has to interact with some really dangerous and mentally yeah. unbalanced people who hate her for imprisoning them. So for, and, for, she, for, and she's stuck bringing them food, you know? For listeners who don't know, there is a like a minute and a half deleted scene from this episode, which is Caitlin talks about delivering food to the prisoners and she and Barry are chatting. And yeah, it's just kind of a fun little notes. scene. It didn't, it didn't fit really into advancing the plot but it is kind of like a cute little this is what's going on and it it is a little bit like this is a responsibility that caitlin is taking over as she's kind of like de facto head of star labs now with her boss mm-hmm. you know yeah. on the supervillain run so yeah and and she has to bring vegetarian vegan fare to one yeah. guy and another weather one wizard just... only eats thai food i'm you know i can understand that so i love that um, but i feel, I, I actually i felt a little bit because they have the 
I forget what's the name of the burger stand that they always go to in Arrow. Big Belly Burger. Big Belly yeah. Burgers, and I'm just like, I don't know. You first of all, you guys are keeping these people in very small jail cells with well, without doing, you know without yeah. fair trial, and then you're feeding them fast food every day. Like that seems like really unhealthy. So, it's, you like, it's like you're creating human. What is that foie gras? Yeah, human yeah. foie gras. <laughs> yeah. Although maybe you know the the whole Pilates was actually invented by German prisoners of oh. war during World during World War One. They needed calisthenics they could do while laying on the corner of their cell, and they wanted to focus on isolating different muscle mm-hmm. groups. And that's how Pilates happened. I just so think you know if maybe these guys are all doing Pilates and getting yeah. like weirdly stringy and ripped, which is almost. <laughs> worse frankly <laughs> well, you, you know i, just I was like just thinking should... off of the off the off the off the off that uh bloody thing for some <laughs> reason it just hit me one of mm-hmm. the darker scenes which was when grod actually gets joe to turn his gun on himself like yeah. I mean, yeah. he hadn't seen anything that was like that kind of uh stakes that's yeah. not like it was comic like, violence wow. right yeah no, no not at all they was it was, this episode is kind of remarkable for how undone Joe was because mm-hmm. even when he was kidnapped by um the, the, the Captain Cold um I'm I'm he I'm gets kidnapped out. a couple times right he gets kidnapped by Weather yeah. Wizard and he's handcuffed on a boat yeah that's right he yeah. you're right I'm thinking about the Weather Wizard he gets kidnapped by Weather Wizard and even then he's more defiant and angry mm-hmm. and like this time he is just like I'm pretty sure that they have to keep like an extra pair of pants for Joe and Star Labs after this episode because he was just freaking terrified you know this gorilla goes rifling around in his head and he it, it was just such a fundamentally alien experience mm-hmm. for him I liked that they just took this guy out of his element 100% and you know by the end of it he's like yes I am beat up by a gorilla mm-hmm. and I'm terrified and my mind has just been scrambled and Iris we really need to work things out it was really nice and they've done kind of I think they've done a pretty nice job with like coming up with villains that are still a challenge for the Flash because the Flash is getting more and more powerful and you know the basically the premise is like if he doesn't have his kind of like wits together he's going to be in a bad way, right? So, like, it is a little bit ridiculous when it's, like, Captain Cold mm-hmm. and, and Heatwave, and why don't you just run up to them and take their guns away, right? And Robot mm-hmm. Bees, why don't you just run faster than the Robot Bees? But, like, someone who can psychically manipulate you, like, that makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. Or, you know, we had not too long ago a guy who can take people's appearance and maybe we're afraid he can take his powers, so that that's scary. Yeah. And, like, that's yeah, terrifying. someone who can mm-hmm. mentally incapacitate you, you can't outrun that. And, in fact, even in, in a straight-up physical fight apparently gorilla grod uh doesn't care that much about the speed force when you run at him from several well, miles yeah, away yeah i'm no scientist but that doesn't seem to add up that was weird and i don't know if we'll get more about that so that was my one of my i'm no scientist moments is how does grod block flash's supersonic punch when because he blocked many hey sorry i had to sneeze <laughs> he blocked many many um of, of barry's greatest hits mm-hmm. Excuse me, huh? Pun and um <laughs> and and basically the only reason that that anything happened where Barry was able to get out of that alive is because mm-hmm. he had on the 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 magne- the magneto headband as yes. it were, and that way Grodd couldn't anticipate that Barry was going to steer him in front of a train. Mm-hmm. Um, my little I'm no scientician, but turns into I'm no city planner, but and I <laughs> and I'm no etho and I'm no ethologist, which is an animal behavioralist. But thank you. But like, wouldn't Grodd have actually memorized the transportation timetables if he's living down in that place and like known that there was there might be a train it coming? It was you know it was may not. <laughs> been on his normal route he did throw barry through a wall and then they're on the train track so that's like maybe that's not like his kitchen Um, yeah but But, you know so you've got this gorilla that that's capable of evolving and is very smart and yet has not mastered um 
hasn't mastered, well, he's got like basic grammar, but you know, he's not speaking complete sentences yet. And, um, I'm like, you know, for a smart girl, you should know more about that. You should know more about the, the transportation timetable. <laughs> well, his, it's, it's unclear what his level of, obviously he's smarter than a gorilla, but he's not super smart yet. Like there's, there's, yeah. there's versions of Grodd in the, in the, uh, where he's in the really, cartoons really where smart. he's like yeah. inventing stuff and building machinery and things like that. And this guy is not at that level yet. I think um, he's going to get there. Um, I think it's interesting that what I what I like. So Caitlin was. I've been trying to pay more attention to her on my you know in, in my whole does the flesh have a woman problem or am I am I filtering through this wrong? And so I've been trying to pay more attention to the women how they interact with each other. Um, and and basically like does Caitlin have a story arc behind? Yes, my boyfriend is now fused to another man and flames. And let's not get into the imagery there, <laughs> but. Um, what I thought was interesting was Grodd has a tremendous amount of affection for her and she's genuinely upset over, over his, his choice to, to, to hang out with Dr. Wells. Now, like she's like, I thought he was better than that. I don't understand why he's this way. And um, so I'm one. And, and then at the end you see him climbing the building like King Kong. I'm wondering if we're going to head up to um, a King Kong homage at some point with the two of them. I can well, see that. Now, if, did I miss something in that? that- it was Caitlin and Cisco and Wells that were working on Gorilla. No, it's just Caitlin, and I guess she. Vis- I guess she visited from time to time and was friendly and sweet to Grodd in a way that nobody else was. But he was in Star Labs, right? So he's an. Experiment. He was yeah. He was an animal experiment in Star Labs, and since she's a doctor and probably used to working with um, you know experimental animals, she may have come down because it's not every day that you get to work with an endangered species as your test animal. <laughs> And and so there's that flashback where you see her through Grodd's eyes, and she's very sweet and friendly and compassionate and open towards him. And then there's that scene towards the end where she's just like, I really don't understand why he's behaving this way. This isn't the Grodd I knew. Mm-hmm. And it implies that she had some concept of his um, his temperament to begin with, and he's not acting like himself, according to her. Mm-hmm. So I, I really am wondering if they're setting us up or if the writers are leaving mm-hmm. the door open for a King Kong homage next year, where, you know, she's, she argues heavily for God's redemption and it goes one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. I thought, I, that- I thought Cisco, oh, speaking of the shut up Cisco segment, he just kept cracking me up this way. He's like, none of you watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> To me, it was a little weird that they had the scene where he climbs the the building, King Kong esque, and jumps off. Because yeah. I, you know, it felt weird that that happened after the scene where he got hit by a train. I guess that's just letting us know that, like, you know, he's definitely okay. He's fine. Yeah. He's climbing buildings, jumping off them. You're gonna see him again. Um, and I, you know, there I was wondering, do you think that it's a hundred percent certain that uh, Eobard is his father that he refers to? I the, don't buy that. I that's, don't. Especially because there's the, like, he doesn't like guns, right? That's the one mm-hmm. thing we we hear. And that's yeah. that's weird. I wonder if that's someone else. Um, I, but I don't know. But who would it be? I mean, I just, you know, if 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 not, if not Thawne, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's obviously, well, if it's not, it's just mm-hmm. somebody that is going to be a season two character. Sure. But, you know, who is kind of in his in his like uh in his pack yeah even I mean, in, it could in, be there in, are in, uh, sometimes there are other gorilla characters that appear in connection to gorilla grod right um but i i don't know i feel like that's unlikely in a tv show just because 
gorilla CGI is is expensive, but um, yes, <laughs> they're not going to double double the gorillas. I'd be excited, but that seems like not the uh, not the tra- trajectory to go in. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it could be somebody else. Um, Unless maybe like a, a, a weird could, thing to include. Yeah, could Wells be kind of giving him a little psychic voodoo? I you know I don't know, or maybe mm-hmm. you know he actually is calling Wells' father and you know. Uh, you know, he's kind of manipulated him. He, he's a good manipulator. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's got a PhD to... in it. <laughs> yeah, well, Wells knows how to press people's buttons. And I still think that, given how he had that monologue in front of Barry in the hospital bed last episode, where he's like, all the times I've done this, mm-hmm. it makes me wonder if the reason he's so good at manipulating people is because he's had to learn through trial and error by looping back through like the same awful 20-year loop over and over again, mm-hmm. like some sort of weird version of uh, Groundhog Day. So, so I don't, you, um, but we've also, I've also fielded a suggestion on Twitter that we need to stop calling it the Dr. Wells Wells wellness check since, um, Dr. Wells has left the building and it's now all you bird all the time. Yeah. Um, my suggestion with Thon with the wind, <laughs> <laughs> Thon in 60 seconds. Um, <laughs> I like it. I, any of these, yeah. I, I like the, I, the speeding accept. reference in there. Yes. So. Yeah. Those are both good though. Yeah, but yeah, I, th- I feel like the Dr. Wells wellness check needs to be retired because now it's all you, Bart, all the time. Yeah. Um, it makes me a little sad that all of my alternate hop- hypothesis about maybe Wells is in there fighting for control brain-wise or there's some sort of morphic resonance. No, no, there is not. There's just a guy who Definitely. shrugged on a personality and is now shrugging it off. Definitely didn't see that this week if there is any element of that, right? No, I mean, no. You know. No, he's like 100% focused on business. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is, dis- which is you know, I-, I guess it's refreshing because now there's no more of that ambiguity. Mm-hmm. And um, this week, the two big stories really were the team has to learn how to work without Wells, and they do it successfully. Um, the irony being that they do it against something that Wells set up for them. So, mm-hmm. he, you know, does he realize he's setting them up for that? Did he honestly... <laughs> Which, you know, there's kind of a mystery there because did Wells realize that he's actually turning them into a team that is like, okay, we can handle adversity, including anything Wells throws at us? Or is he doing this on purpose because there's some weird long con? Um, just, he just needs gold to pay his way back to the 25th century. You know? Who knows? He's got bills. Um, but yeah, the big story this week was Iris. And yeah. it was it was Iris saying, all right, now it's time for all you fools to reckon with lying to mm-hmm. me for months and months and months. And she acquitted herself beautifully. I was... Okay. Um, I have not been a fan of the character, um, and I, I was like, I just don't get Iris. I don't get the point to her. I don't understand why people think she's so great. And this week, I was like, okay, now I get it. I, I 100% get it, because this is somebody who has no problem pointing out that, hey, it's not just about me. Think about the fact that you are now you know, making the decision to to cut yourself off from these human experiences. Think about the fact that you are choosing to make decisions for people that you have no right to make. Um, well, I don't think she has been good. She. Yeah, she really hasn't been good this season. I mean, mm-hmm. the only season. Um, I mean, I think this is where you know she's you know by getting rid, changing the 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 nature of the characters, she now has um a, a bigger a bigger part to play. And be, if once you're in the club, you're in the club. Yeah, yeah, and she's in and and she's in the, and she's in the club now, which is good. They needed her in the club. Um. To be honest, it's it's, it's kind of funny and, and kind of nice how they've had a parallel with Thea Queen this season, because um, one of the last obstacles that stood between Oliver on, on Arrow having a, a relationship with his sister is she was like one of the four people in Star City who didn't know he was the Hood until this year. 
So, you know, when, when they finally cleared that up several episodes ago, so nobody screamed about spoilers because it's been several episodes. Um, so when they finally cleared that up, I was like, good, they can finally have an honest relationship yeah. on equal footing because honesty has been her big trigger for a couple seasons now. Mm-hmm. And it's fine that, that it's great that the writers finally realized that and we're like, okay, we're rolling with it. So, so yeah. Um, Are we at the season finale come next week? Um, I don't or do we know have one more after? I think we have one more after. Um, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Um, according to my list of um, the Flash in iTunes, this was only episode number twenty-one. They typically have twenty-three. It goes to season. twenty-three. So yeah. Although okay. there's another crossover, or there's there um, is the, yeah. or like a spinoff uh, launch next. Don't week. even get me started. That really, as somebody who's watching both shows, as I am, di- mm-hmm. it didn't make a lick of sense at all. Yeah. To what was going on on uh, in the Arrow camp? Yeah. Mm. So I, I yeah I mean based on the promo I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand maybe they'll maybe it'll make more sense when it happens but I, I don't know how you do I that. am sus- I am suspicious so mm-hmm. I'm disappointed and suspicious yeah yeah mm-hmm. but uh we'll see that's all we can do yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other sections that we need to check in on? We've we've talked about scientician <laughs> uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here's one. We did thon with the wind or yeah. thon in sixty seconds. I feel so. I would like you guys on Twitter to keep giving us thon related suggestions for this sequence. We've I already would love started thon you puns. off. That would yes, be, yeah. um, I would say thon girl if we're actually you know. <laughs> Um, or you can make us like gifts of, of you are thawed with girl and, and there we go. It's thawed girl. Um, a big, big yellow thong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's the, the play on the whole gone girl thing. Cause, um, that, that, that is all, that is also a story with a, with a cold hearted psychopath in the center. Uh, speaking um, of yellow, here's mm-hmm. where one that really bothered me and it was pretty mm-hmm. racist, um, towards gorillas. Um, that they species then, or it, well, mm-hmm. they, that that Cisco believed that you know gorillas are really going to want bananas. That is a, a trope from the from various other grot appearances. That is that yeah. he gets infuriated by people offering him bananas. He's I, not, I like I that. that he's, he's like yeah. ape dignity, ape dignity. We're more than just our fruit preferences, you know. And yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get to learn about that. Is it that he's had too many bananas? Is it that he associates bananas with like his his poor treatment when he was a, a lab subject? Does he just yeah. not care for them? And it's like that's really more for monkeys, right? I'm not. Yeah. I'm a gorilla. I'm totally different. Yeah, I'm a great. <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do? You know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. check in what what I'd like. I've been living in the sewers. I could really use some protein. It's, I would like you know, some Nutella with my banana if I have yeah. to have it. But uh, maybe no, bring I, a granola bar next time. I, you know. <laughs> maybe Grot is a foodie, and he's like, I like things in foam and sous vide. So. How many foodies live in sewers? That's Flash season two. We'll find out. I think you'd actually have to become super creative. And (laughs) if you turn into like a demented foodie because you're like, well, I've I've cultivated this fungus collection and I've had to treat my protein with an inordinate amount of respect because it comes from so many unusual places. You know, maybe maybe there's like a Top Chef challenge in there. Yeah. What would Ratatouille (laughs) be like if instead of a rat, it was about Gorilla Grodd? A, that, a that's a gorilla. movie I'd like to see. Get on I would that. like to see him sitting on someone's head, pulling their hair to make them cook yeah. soup. <laughs> really, there's very few movies that I think couldn't be at least improved. In, by it, it couldn't girl. be enhanced with a, a, a dash of gorilla grod. They don't. He doesn't necessarily have to be the main character, but 
I don't know. I, I feel like my political beliefs on gorillas have been well established at this point. I don't, I don't need to proselytize anymore about oh, what I, I need know. from the world. Oh, so. I don't know. I sort of feel. I sort of feel like you could. You could have Gorilla Grodd and inherit the wind, and there's your high um, culture right there, there you go. too. So. <laughs> the Skos Monkey Trial has a completely different outcome. <laughs> I am. I am oh, wondering boy. if they. Will, wow. I'm. I'm wondering if they'll explain how Gorilla Grodd like catches the flash when he does that supersonic punch. What and I if it's just like Grodd he's just a really start... great gorilla, deal with it. Uh, I, in the, in the comics, for... there is the idea, like... especially the New Fifty Two comics, yeah. has a reimagined version of Gorilla Grodd. And there is the idea that Gorilla Garad has the speed force in him. I don't think that oh, they do that. No, that, no, that doesn't seem no. consistent with uh, what the, you don't. It, what is this, Oprah? You get the speed force, and you get the speed force. It's and one of those. Speed, like, oh, I mean, it's like boo, the speed hiss. force is the thing that connects everything. Whereas oh, in this, like midichlorians, yeah, no, yeah, no. Oh, I just so strongly. The Flash seems more about <laughs> metahumans is what connects everybody. Yeah, probably mainly to this explosion. The um, potential of metahumans. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, in fact, that's Wait. the idea, right? The Gorilla Grodd is special as the first non-human metahuman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where, where's the spinoff episode where we follow all the, the house pets that are meta-house pets throughout Central City? Oh, God, that'd Ooh. be great. Meta-hamster? Yeah, the- I would watch an episode. Of, I would watch one episode about a meta-hamster. Um, well, I'm thinking there was that, that, that horrible, heart-wrenching, and unforgettable comic I read, Lee 3, which is about the, basically... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's basically your meta-pet comic right there, and it's heartbreaking, and I read it once, and I, and I thought it was phenomenal, and I'll never pick it up again. I, just, <laughs> I looked at that, because it's the cover has, like, is it like a rabbit in, like, Space Marine-style power armor? And I'm just like, yes. I, don't, I don't like where this is going, so yeah, no, I'm okay with rabbit- rabbits. There's but a rabbit, a cat, and a dog, and in, um, in power armor. So yeah, and and they've been augmented, and their brains have been enhanced, and unsurprisingly, the cat is a jerk. Um, because it's you know a what? Cat. And cats I have, say this is a cat owner and a cat lover. But, cats, uh, cats have earned that one. That's on. Yeah, them. yeah, cat. <laughs> it's the impassive look when they do the jerkiest thing in their roster. Yeah. But um, no, I would. Oh my god, can you imagine if there were a bunch of like super speedster cats and dogs, and mm-hmm. and and just the the reaction from Cisco and Caitlin and Lo would make that great. The, you know, what we're going to have to do is basically when we find a way to spin this off through the summer, we're going to have to have an entire episode devoted to like crazy, ridiculous, beyond stupid things that we really desperately hope happen on the mm-hmm. show. Like Captain Cold gets a cold. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> Wentworth Miller looking really irritated and stuffed up would be worth like five minutes of solid laughter. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. that. What yeah. happens when Heat Wave gets a fever? There's, I have questions. And exactly. maybe they don't deserve answers, but I'm still going to yeah. ask those questions. So. so, yeah, because, well, actually, on a more serious note, like, what happens to Barry and Cisco and Caitlin and Joe if, like, one of you Bard Thon's last desperation moves is, oh, and by the way, they've been imprisoning people, mm-hmm. you know, illegally in my, in, in the reactor. So have fun with that one, civil libertarians. Um, what happens when he stops <laughs> signing checks? I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, there's. And I sort of feel like the "oop, you've lost money" thing is is kind of tired because they did that narrow too, where Oliver is conveniently a billionaire or not bil- or not a billionaire depending on you know what which way the wind blows. The market is fickle, you know. Well, like the writers are just like, okay, this week you own Queen Industries, and this week you don't, and this week Mara Mar- has a boatload of money and trust for you, and oop, it's all gone. And and but you know, I as much as I, I would like to see what happens if they're like, crap, now we have to keep the now we have to keep Weather Wizard and Thai food. Um, I really hope that la 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 the money just keeps coming because it turns out there was like a healthy patent portfolio or something. I think that's one of those things we I I, I will allow to just mm-hmm. not be pursued. 
because mm-hmm. frankly, to keep the lights on is just that that kind of price tag is extremely high. So I'm yeah, just going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead mm-hmm. and let that superhero out. Yeah. yeah, that's also it's embarrassing to pay for electricity at your failed power plant, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's sad, right? Right. Because they're, <laughs> they're supposed to be generating power, and instead, like, no, we we got to get it. So that's probably yeah. maybe, maybe there's maybe they're self sustaining right now. That would be nice. Okay, that maybe yeah, maybe the react. I don't know. I think everything's shut down. But well, let's say that they've maybe they have panel- like the Tesla power batteries. Yeah, in there. they've got a couple panels up on that roof that's only three quarters caved sure. in. They're good. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. yeah. So. It, yeah, it's it's just this very sad science co- baseball I mean, stadium. Maybe they'll. Ugh. There could just you know again the uh, the off camera scene. They just every week Barry runs on a treadmill for like thirty minutes and powers up a, a battery, and then they're like, <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> Eat a bunch of hamburgers. We're gonna have yeah. to do that again next week. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Here are your seventy three tacos. Or- yeah. <laughs> so. so no, this I, I I can't stop gushing about how great this episode was for mm-hmm. Iris's character development, and again for Barry's because he's desperate in love with her. He spends a lot of the episode saying he spends a lot of the episode owning his actions with her, mm-hmm. which is admirable. He doesn't make excuses. He doesn't weasel. He he stands by everyone his his decisions, and then he admits he was wrong. And it's as plain as the nose on everyone's face how much he loves her, but he's still going to go rescue her yeah. boyfriend, whom she's ambivalent toward, because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. There and, is the one yeah. scene where he's mm-hmm. a little weird, where he equates, like, we didn't tell you that I'm the Flash, but you also didn't tell me that you love me even though you don't actually know that. And I yeah, like, oh, that I don't was, think those are the same thing, Barry that Allen. Was like a hairy, that was like a Hail Mary play. Yeah, you know, like, it was, it was mm, him I don't tra- think so. Well, that was him uh, trying to put her on, on defense, and she's yeah. like, no, I'm not, I'm not buying it, Alan. And that was basically rolls. another opportunity for her to be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, which was great. And she's like, you just sit there and be wrong in your wrongness at any speed. And he's like, you're right, I am wrong. <laughs> so but there's that. It was worth a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? So. If I could distract you for a few seconds, yeah. And you know what? Later, the power mm-hmm. of love defeats a psychic gorilla. So that's something, right? You yeah, know, that's yeah. the moral of the story. Well, you know, so. one thing that, that I think is pretty important in in this, which is, number one, it's superheroes. And I'm not downplaying that. I'm just saying that's mm-hmm. the, the tone of it. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is that they didn't do a jumping of the shark with having them go ahead and because honestly they can't because she should be slightly more worried about Eddie than she is. I I just, you know, part of it, it just doesn't feel quite right. Like she should be like almost like physically upset. She seems pretty gone. cool, though. I mean, exactly. and I'm not saying, and I'm no, I'm not saying cool as in Iris is a, you know, Iris is a lizard person whose pulse never rises. She actually, like, this is the first time I could buy her as somebody who has a good head in a crisis. Like, we've never seen her lose her mind and go blithering. We've actually seen her like the closest we've seen is she's like, okay, I'm angry, and so I'm moving out of the house for a while. So maybe this is her coping, and and she's like, okay, I'm just gonna deal with the situation while it's happening, and then when it's done, I'll fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially because she's now got like the two crises. Yeah. My boyfriend has been kidnapped and is missing for multiple days. Mm-hmm. Now my dad is kidnapped by a gorilla. Like mm. I'm not really sure how to process these and in what order. You know. Yeah, and Barry, you've lied to me for way too long, yeah. and all of your friends knew about it. So. I'll just sit here. Yeah, she wasn't letting anybody off the hook. Everybody yeah. was getting getting a little piece. No, I yeah. like that she held Cisco and Caitlin accountable too, yeah. which is good. So I like the fact that we didn't use the word agency. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that works. 
I like that. I actually like that they cross-referenced Argus. Um, and mm-hmm. Lila apparently still has uh, ties to them, even though she quit to lean out for a while. Mm-hmm. Which, actually, I approve of. And um, after I... So, here, I, I feel like I should go to Nerd Confession with this. I haven't had a chance to go see the Avengers yet. Um, I, I have been... Sp- I've been spoiled on I've been spoiled on most of it, so I kind of know. But after this is done, I want to have a long conversation about whether or not superheroes and and their associated hangers on can actually like lean in. Because um, <laughs> what one of the things I liked about Arrow this season was after the latest Suicide Squad episode, mm-hmm. which again happened weeks ago. So don't start howling about spoilers. Jason still um, will still be angry. So well, that's on him. him. Jason's always irritated with me for my poor impulse control. Um, but well, uh, it is kind of his network. Yeah. <laughs> what, great. This is how we got canceled. <laughs> no, right. no, they'll just kick me off. I'll be the Bill Simmons of the incomparable. Oh, no. <laughs> but um, any little, the point was, like, Diggle and Lila come back from their latest insane mission, and they're like, we can't do this. We have a baby at home. How irresponsible are we being? And I loved that so- that that's something someone actually said with, what are we thinking? We know. Um, so. You know, hooray for that. And I actually like that the, the parent-child thing has come up in the flash in the same, mm-hmm. where in an older context, and it shows that that consideration never really goes away. And part of it is Iris going, look, you know, I'm a woman in my 20s. I think I get to decide the risks, I assume. Um, that said, we still don't know what happened to her mom, so I'm wondering, like, how that's going to color things, too. Uh-huh. Do, so. We don't know that? No, I don't think so. I mean, I know I don't, but maybe I missed it. No, and... um in the last one of the last scenes that um, Wells slash Eubard had with That's Joe, right. he's like, "We both have bereavement in common, and we should talk about that sometime." And you don't ever talk about that, and and Joe's like, "You're right, I don't." Oh my gosh! You ready <laughs> so for this? we don't. Yeah. I just, I just this is my conspiracy corner, and you just pretty much tickled it. Oh, what if I am Eobard, and in order to Make sure that I get to go into the future. I can make a promise to Joe. I can get your wife back. Oh, mm. man. That's a that's a deal with the devil kind of situation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a deal I'd like to see. Yeah. 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 It'd be very I, feel like, I don't know. We don't we don't know enough about that relationship. I feel like what we know so far about Joe, he would do the right yeah. thing. But that we have that's that's a pretty rough test to put someone. Yeah. That's right? stakes, baby. That's yeah. stakes. What if he yeah, what if he actually makes it to Barry where he's like, I could free your mom, your dad never has to suffer. All you yeah. have to do is stop being the flash. You know yeah. Barry's gonna have that moment where he's all ah yeah. My but whole see, life could be if, different. If by the way in which they're presuming time travel works, mm-hmm. if he did that, would then Things start disappearing, like Gideon, like, you know, other things like it just would stop existing because it seems like that they're going on the back to the future kind of if I make a change here, things will start to disappear. They haven't shown it yet, but they've said it. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Um, Yeah. We will find out. Okay, you know what? We've done 45 minutes of um, talking about one of the better episodes this season. Mm-hmm. Well done to the writers for the long game on this one. Yeah. And I really like how, um, speaking of long games, I like how it's a game changer. I like how yeah. now Iris is Team Flash. And I can't wait for the last two episodes because it's going to be crazy great to see how this works out. And if Eubard Thon sticks around as a big bad for season two. Um, part of me is actually still hoping that Wells is deep down there. And I would love it if Tom Cavanaugh got to ham it up for season two as both. Eubard and Wells. 
There's a guy he walking gets, around he'll my get, face. He'll get to ah. come back. I hope so. Well, I hope I so, know, but man. we don't know. It'll, uh, yeah. yeah. So, well, two to go. Two to go. And, um, you know, we don't say this enough, but I want to thank all the people who take the time to listen to us and shoot your theories about what could be coming down and shoot your suggestions about what you wouldn't would like to see on the podcast as well. It makes us feel really good to know that there are people listening to us. And I'm, I hope you guys are just as excited as we are for the last two episodes. Um, still time. living in a sadly gorilla-free island, I am Lisa Schmeiser. Um, I'm Phil Moslack, and I was just drinking a cup of coffee, and I <laughs> almost did a spit take. But thank you, everyone. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I could always use some more gorillas. I'm Tony Singular. Good night, Eric. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh.